0: When you set a goal, you need a plan. That's pretty much what business planning is all about. Make the plan to meet the goal. This episode is about putting that plan into action every single day. Welcome to the Savvy Agent Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a thriving business so they have financial freedom in their life without having to work 24-7. I'm your host, Heather Wright. Now let's get to it. In the last couple of episodes, we've talked about setting your goals, having a big picture goal and then chunking that down into smaller manageable pieces. But then we talked about creating action plans to meet those goals. Those action plans you created are going to be what dictates what you do every day. And having a daily plan is going to keep you in momentum. It's the recipe for daily success. We did a podcast on my exact recipe for daily success, which you can listen to. I'll put a link in the show notes because it's kind of a long blog link, but you can like scroll through your podcast player and get it, or you can go to our blog and listen to it there. The factors that drive your everyday work are going to be set by your annual goals you always want to be in momentum moving forward toward those goals so let's use our sphere of influence and past clients as an example these are people we already know in theory they already like if not love us 75 percent of my business comes from past clients repeat business referrals and sphere of influence you know people i already know that know i'm a realtor and now they're ready to have some sort of real estate transaction. I'd really like to continue that 75% trend. And to do so, I need to stay visible with this group of people. But I have a lot of past clients. After 12 years of selling real estate, more than 800 closings, it adds up to a big list. And honestly, you know, not all of them are people that I wanna call every month. So in my action plan, I need to keep it simple and executable. As soon as I complicate it, I'm not gonna do it. This is what I know to be true about myself, and that's why we talked about recognizing who you are and working with your strengths and knowing what your weaknesses are so that you can work around them. So my action plan for working my past clients and my sphere of influence has evolved into this. Every year, I'm going to send a house anniversary card. I will send monthly home value emails. I'm going to try and reach out to them every quarter with some form of personal contact. I'm going to send a holiday card. New this year and still in process, we're sending just listed and just sold postcards in the mail to our past clients. And of course, I'm going to engage with them on social media. And I also send a monthly newsletter. That sounds like a lot of stuff, but it's not too bad when you figure out the plan for each item turn it into a system and incorporate it in your daily schedule when needed. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I use Follow Up Boss as my CRM. And whenever somebody asks the question, what CRM should I use? I always answer Follow Up Boss because it's so easy to use And you can truly customize it to work in many different ways. It's not a one and done situation. You can tailor it to your needs specifically. So for my annual house anniversary card, my system is pretty simple and easy to execute, which are the two requirements for me to get it done. I set up a smart list and follow-up boss based on a custom field with the anniversary of their closing. And when someone pops up on that list, I can schedule my cards to be sent through AM Cards, which has a cool integration with Follow Up Boss. It's not perfect. There's you know, some things that you kind of have to work with, but it's a lot better than not having an integration and having to do everything manually. So I set up the card template and I even write out like generic text to include in inside the card. And I just have to click a button and make it go. I can even schedule it well in advance. And then if I need to edit anything, I can click on the card, like I click send to send the card and then I click on the card and it automatically opens the AM cards interface and then I can make any changes very easily there. It's quick, it's easy, and it's super effective because people love getting cards. As I'm working through my smart list, I will naturally make it to the house anniversary list and that's when I send out the cards. My monthly home value emails I send through my website, and this is a set it and forget it system. It is one and done. We use KV Core as our website, and they have the ability to send monthly home value emails. You could also send market reports, but sending two things seems like overkill from that database. So we just send one home value once a month. And that system is set up where I've got a checklist of items that needs completed for our post-closing action plan. And it's actually my assistant that takes care of all of this. So I don't even have to do it. But even if I did, it's so easy to do. You just update the address, and click the little button that says send home value. Now, we do this right away after closing just to be done with it, but you could also create a task reminder to set this up at a certain amount of time after closing. Like maybe you want to set it up nine months after closing and then count that as one of your quarterly touches to the client by explaining this new feature that they can expect each month. If your website doesn't have a home value or home valuation feature, you can partner with a lender that offers HomeBot. I've heard good things about HomeBot. And if you partner with a lender, it's like $25 a month, which is pretty inexpensive. And I think you get like 500 clients to, I mean, you get a lot for $25. So, you know, if you're not sure what lenders have HomeBot, I'm sure if you posted on Facebook, hey, anybody know a lender that uses HomeBot? (laughs) You would probably get dozens of answers and they would fall all over themselves to hook up with you. And of course, you're going to be sharing that information with them because they're going to see the same thing. My understanding is that you have to have a lender partnership in order to use HomeBot. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't use HomeBot personally, but from what I understand, people, agents, lenders, and even consumers really like it. So if you don't already have a solution, that might be a good one to check out. When it comes to contacting my past clients on a quarterly basis, somewhere along the line, I heard a recommendation from a coach to stay in touch with your past clients every quarter. Call them on the phone every quarter. And you know, I don't really love calling my past clients four times a year. <laughs> Whenever I do, and actually I took a break while noting out the framework for this podcast, I took a break and I called a past client who I'd been thinking about. Her husband is sick and I just wanted to to say hello and I hadn't heard from her or seen anything on social media for a while. And it never fails. She said it when I called her and they always say it. When you say, hey, so-and-so, how are you? How's everything going? It's been a while since we talked and I was thinking of you and just wanted to call and hear your voice and say hello. And they always say, oh, I still really like my house. (laughs) It's crazy. Like I'm not calling to see if you want to sell your house. Of course, that's the thing that we have in common is that I'm their realtor, but it's really awkward, isn't it? So while I rarely call my past clients, I will email them. And I found that when my agents, I have a couple agents on my small team, when they believe in the value of what they're emailing, it'll actually get done. When they don't believe, in what they're what they're doing they don't do it at all so the system for quarterly follow-up it's another smart list and follow-up boss and it's just set up so that if we haven't had communication with that past client in the last quarter they show up on that smart list so every day when we're working down the smart list at some point we're going to get to the quarterly list and the most effective communication that we've had is sending equity update emails I did a podcast on the magic of equity updates, and I'll link that in the show notes as well. So you can go back and listen to that again. But equity updates are still magic. And we still find that that is one of the most effective ways to stay in touch with our past clients on a quarterly basis without having awkward phone call conversations with them about how much they still like their house. Of course, We could also reach out and have a conversation with them. It's truly up to the agent to choose what works best for them and that particular client. And I would encourage you to figure out what works best for you as well. Now we send a holiday card. Around this time of year, we start thinking about holiday cards. We've sent out Thanksgiving cards before, sometimes Christmas cards. We've even sent Valentine's Day cards before. But anytime you send a holiday card with the AM cards integration with follow-up boss, it sounds like I'm a commercial for AM cards. I'm not. I just use it and I love it. Anyway, it's super simple to set up a template. And then as you're going through all your clients, your sphere of influence, you just click the button to send the card. I could probably export a mailing list and have them mailed out in bulk. But honestly, the system is so easy. Plus it also gives us a chance to double check that they didn't sell their home when we weren't looking. And when we send our holiday cards, it's usually a slower time of year. So, you know, I think it's okay to taken a couple of extra moments to physically hit send on each client record. Plus, we might, you know, we might decide that we don't want to send a holiday card to somebody. Maybe, maybe they somehow made it onto the wrong list. Who knows? There's lots of different things that go into that. And I'm a big fan of automating as much as you possibly can. In this case, I like to do it manually. This year, I've added a couple of different things to our past client sphere of influence business plan. And one of those is sending just listed and just sold postcards. So you can imagine probably right off the bat that one of the problems we found was six months ago when we were sending out just listed postcards, by the time they hit the mail, they were already sold. So for the last few months, it's sort of turned into just sold postcards. Although as the market normalizes, we'll get back in the habit of sending just listed cards. So it's a new system that I implemented just this year and it's got some bugs and I'm still working them out. But do you hear that? I'm not freaking out that it doesn't work perfectly on the first day. I recognize that it's going to take a little bit of effort because it's largely a manual process and it's not super simple. And because it's not simple, you know, I like simple. I've kind of gotten behind on the project. So I need to stop that immediately and figure out A solution. But this podcast is not about the solution to this problem. So ideally, whenever we have a new listing, we'll send out that just listed card to our database that lives near the listing. And I sort that by zip code or by towns. It just depends on how large the list is. We have a card template created, but that's also a manual process to update. When the card sells, we'll typically send that to the same list that we did for the just listed So part of the solutions to my problems with this project, I think is probably gonna be delegating it to the team to do, but that's on my list of 2023 projects to complete. So this is another example of having a project on your business plan. Even if you don't know exactly what needs to be done, you're still earmarking a portion of your business plan for this particular project. You know that it needs work. And honestly, sometimes you have to do the work in order to figure out what needs to be done. And I think that doing and then documenting your process as you go and then evaluating what worked, what didn't work, how long am I going to ignore this project? Evaluating what you're actually experiencing is going to help you gain momentum with that particular project as well. Engaging on social media seems like a no-brainer, but if I don't have it specifically on my list of things to do, I'm not going to do it. So I give myself 15 minutes every day to engage with people on Facebook, not other agents, my friends outside of real estate, past clients, my sphere of influence, those people. I scroll the feed and I make comments on their posts and maybe I send them a follow-up message or even a card with a photo that they posted. People love Halloween photos. Like If they have kids and they post pictures of their Halloween costumes, those make great cards to send to people. So to to back-to-school pictures or graduation pictures, anything that they might put on their refrigerator because it was a fond moment, a recent memory that they're fond of, that would make a great card. Now, my best intention is to note in follow-up boss that I was in touch with this person on social media, but I'm human and I usually fall behind in that. So when they come up on my quarterly smart list, then I can quickly update my actions and and any conversations that we had. So I spoke with my past client, Rita, today and it was actually on the phone. So I noted that we had a phone call, but I actually talked to Rita or like engage with her on Facebook pretty regularly. And so, although she hasn't really been posting a lot lately and she explained it's because she got a new phone and locked out of her account. And so I got a lot of information about why she hasn't been on Facebook. and so now I can follow up with that. When I see her next post on Facebook, I can say, Oh my gosh, that's great. And follow up regarding the conversation that we had. But sometimes it feels like you just talked to somebody. And that's why you want to have all of these people come up on that quarterly smart list. Because even if you did just talk to them, that's okay. That's an easy note where you can just talk to Heather on Facebook yesterday. But you should also double check that it was yesterday, that it wasn't six months ago. You think you talked to somebody two weeks ago and it was actually four months ago. So time can really escape us because we're very busy people and we're juggling an awful lot. And so when you think that you just talk to somebody, double check that it really was recently because it may have been a little bit longer than what you thought. That quarterly smart list, it's sort of a fail safe to make sure that you're actually giving the attention to the people you want to give attention to. You know, a newsletter is a fancy way of describing an email. Basically, I email my database once a month and include interesting things like some highlights on what's currently happening in the market, maybe a video, if I've got a recent one that's relevant, a listing, maybe two listings, depending on what I've got going on at that moment. And if I don't have any listings available, like has been the case for the last couple of years, they all have sold so fast, then I might share the most expensive listing in the marketplace because that's less likely to sell in the next 24 hours. So just, you know, I, I try to include some fun, interesting things some links where they can see various types of listings, whether it's just listed, price reductions, foreclosures, whatever groupings of things that people are going to be interested in. What what they're interested in my market is probably going to be different than in your market. But the newsletter is so simple. It's a template. I duplicate it every single time I wrote it. It's in my voice. It takes maybe an hour to update it with the information that pertains to this month's newsletter. The newsletter is so simple and incredibly effective. I only send it once a month. So the third Thursday of the month is when I work on the email. It takes probably about an hour for me to polish it up. It's a template that I duplicate each month and then just change to whatever is happening that month. And I send it out on Friday morning. And then the people who engage with that newsletter, they maybe visit our website and look at homes for sale. Maybe they do a home valuation. They do something, they've clicked on a link and they land on our website and something happens. They're going to show up in our re-engage smart list. So then we can say, oh, hey, friend, I see that you are interested in homes on the South Side. What's going on? Are you thinking about making a move? So it opens the opportunity for follow-up conversations. You can probably see how each one of the items within my past client sphere of influence action plan Work together to keep me front and center, top of mind with this subset of people. But it's not like I do the same things every day. Some things, like the newsletter, are once a month. Some days I might not get to my quarterly smart list. Some days I might not have time to engage on social media. But I've got the system set up to remind me to do these things. And all of these items keep me in momentum, working toward my big annual goal. But none of them are incredibly overwhelming where I get discouraged because I'm not at that annual goal, because I'm focused on what I have to do every day. How are your goals coming together? Can you see how having it all mapped out is the secret to meeting your big annual goals without being overwhelming on a daily basis? If you're interested in getting some extra support with your business plan, or maybe you just want to swipe my systems and install them in your business, check out Stabby Agent Club. I'll have a link in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week where we're going to put our goals on rinse and repeat.